This is the show where Eskimos fans get all things green and gold from the man who calls the shots. We're just ready to lace it up and go out there and hit somebody and uh, play physical, disciplined football. This is where one empire gets insight you can't get anywhere else. This is the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Now, with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. And a very good evening, everybody. Motion starts. Riley waits for the ball now. Settles in the pocket and throws over the top to Zilstra inside the 15. And the Eskimos are knocking on the door. Down by five. Riley takes the snap. Throws. And it's not complete. It's complete to the five. Touchdown, Eskimos. Vidal Hazelton wrestled the football away from the DB. Turns and takes it to the end zone. And the Eskimos will take the lead. And that was their first lead of the game. The only lead they needed with 23 seconds left. The TD made it 29-28. A two-point convert made it 31-28. And that was the final. The Eskimos beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats to stay perfect in 2017 at 4-0. And that sets up a beauty on Friday on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. The 4-0 Eskimos against the 4-1 BC Lions. Welcome to the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. How are you, Coach? Doing great. Uh, uh, glad to have you in studio again. Uh, that was a uh, football game that was uh, probably pretty tough to to be a part of because it was a nail-biter right down to the end. Yeah, for the fans, I'm sure it was. Uh, for the coaches and the players, I generally, you know, you don't get uh, that excited, I guess. Some people do, but uh, I was pretty calm the whole time. And, uh, you know, our guys pulled it out at the end. It was a great, great game again, great entertaining game, if you ask me. I mean, back and forth, the battle for 60 minutes, and like most of our games have been this year, right down to the finish. We uh, we just heard the end of the game, uh, the drive to, to win it, just razor sharp. Like, everything was just perfect, it seemed, on that drive. Yeah, no, Mike was locked in, the O-line, running backs, the receivers made plays, blocks. I mean, uh, it was about as good as a drive as you can have. I mean, they made plays, too, as far as, uh, you know, we, we had to make some plays, let's put it that way. It wasn't real easy it didn't make it as much as it looked, I guess, when you go back and you watch it in slow-mo and you watch it over and over again. There was plays for them to make, and we made them. Five plays, uh, 75 yards, took 47 seconds. You almost did it too quickly, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd like to do that with no time on the clock, but uh, we'll take them when we can get them, and uh, it's kind of hard to, to stop from scoring at those points and those moments. Uh, obviously, Vidal's you know, slant, ripping it out of the guy, and turning and scoring on his own there was tremendous, tremendous job. You just keep finding ways to win. It doesn't matter how the other team wants to play. You're going to figure out a way to beat them. Uh, I think that's the belief in our locker room. I think if you play with play 60 minutes of football, um, you know, the way we play, physical, and, um, you know, everyone believes in one another. It doesn't matter if the offense and defense is on the field. They think they're going to get the job done. Um, you know, when you're on the, our sidelines and you listen to the defense come off the field with the stop and they know we're going to go down and score on offense, you know, that's pretty special. I mean, that's not every group. So we have a special team. I, I, I really feel that way. Um, but, you know, I've felt that way for a while now. I just love the way our guys prepare and work and compete, and they do it every day. So, 
you know, uh, it's it's nice to see them, you know, winning games like this because they they earn them and they deserve them. You touched on the confidence factor. Talking to guys after game after the game and and even a little bit today, everybody just knew they were going to score. It just was it was just ingrained in them. They knew they were going to score and win the football game. Yeah, I think like I said, it's a, it takes a special kind of uh, team, special t- kind of psyche and confidence to have that when you feel that way. Um, you know, that's you know. It's hard to teach that. It's it's just something that's in, in, ingrained in the guys mentally. Uh, the way we practice, the way we compete every day, they expect success. They expect su- success when they walk on that field. And uh, I think when the going gets tough, our guys rise to the challenge. And, and and that's what I think you're seeing in the crucial moments of each of these games. The calmness and the confidence, I guess, starts with the leader in this situation, which is Mike Riley, who was, again, as I mentioned earlier, razor sharp. Everything went well. But uh, it, his just his demeanor going out on the field, it's just, just something to watch. Yeah, no, he's a great leader, and he's unflappable. I mean, he's got that calmness to him that I think, gravitates to the other guys he exudes confidence um and i think it's because he's so prepared he feels he feels like he sees the game well uh he understands our offense understands the situation believes in the guys around him uh doesn't try to do too much and uh, when it's there he pulls the trigger and doesn't hesitate and i think that's a great combination to have and then you combine that with the talent he has and he has a a ton of that Mm -hmm. so um, but and again, when you've won three games like this, the confidence grows. The confidence, you know, just you exude confidence, and you kind of see it before it happens, and you really, you know, believe it, and it ends up happening. Everybody did their job on that drive too. I mean, you ran the ball for a first down uh, with uh, with Trayvon Van with two carries, so the O line obviously made the room. Uh, uh, Hazelton had two catches. Zilstra had one, uh, but one receiver who I know not in your office is going unlooked on that drive. But what a block by uh, by Duke Williams to to spring the winning touchdown. Yeah, I mean that's that's it was awesome. It was a great play, and I, if you look by his uh, the reaction he made after we scored, he was as excited as anybody for making that block and springing. Adell and um, you know he's a pro he's he's very unselfish Um, like every receiver they want the ball in crucial times and they want to make an impact in the game but I think after last week we talked in our locker room that we could all play better and there were things that Duke could could do better and I think he took that you know to the practice field and it showed in the way he blocked this week and the way he took it upon himself when the ball came his way to do something with it but more of it was when he didn't have the ball in his hands that block that everyone got to see if you if i show you 15 other clips of that game how much of a dog he was on on the guy he was blocking i mean he was unbelievable all night doing that and if you watch the start of the play as the ball's being snapped he's about as far away from Vidal hazelton as you can get right uh, on the other side of the field and he knew where he where he had to be and he got there in a hurry and made the play yeah no i mean he made a great effort like i said and finished the block and Again, he did that all night, <clears throat> and uh, obviously shows up in the last play. But you know, when when it's ingrained in you to kind of do that kind of thing on a play-to-play basis, and you get one opportunity to shine, it's it's nice to see. Where's your concern level with the slow starts? I know it, it hasn't cost you yet, but you, obviously you don't want to keep playing yeah, with fire I mean, like that, it's, right? It's something we address, something we talk about. Um, again, you know, why can you perform so well at the end of games and you can't perform well at the beginning of games? I mean. Um, you know, it's it's a enigma to be quite honest with you. I mean, we've tried different things. You know, we've run 
very similar plays at the beginning of games that we run at the end of the games, and somehow we execute them at the end and we don't at the beginning. So, you know, there is a filling out process to every single game. You're never going to always know exactly what your opponent's going to do. You try to. Uh, you game plan for it. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of ours is just lack of execution on our parts. And, uh, you know, I give other teams credit too. But, uh, you know, even this pit pass game, you know, our defense had two opportunities for turnovers. Uh, we get one, we give it right back. And then another one, we have a face mask on another turnover. So both those would have led into our offense having the ball in a better field position and demoralizing their team with two turnovers in the first quarter. And you hope that at that point you go down and score on those and capitalize and maybe it's a faster start that game. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, we're not. that's not happening for us. Uh, like you said, it hasn't caught up to us yet. But um, it's not from a lack of trying, I can assure you. End of the day, you're winning football games, and that's what matters most, right? Absolutely. Finishing is most important in football. Uh, I can assure you of that. Eskimos head coach Jason Moss with us on the Eskimos uh, Coaches Show tonight. Uh, Jason, next man up is an old football phrase. It might become the motto for the 2017 Eskimos. Uh, Talk to me about dealing with what you've had to deal with injury-wise. I mean, I think it's exactly what you alluded to. I, I don't think you use it as an excuse. I don't think you're down at all when it happens. I like to look at the positives of the situation, which means we're getting a lot of guys' experience. You know, I believe in the guys in our locker room. I mean, the guys that end up stepping on that field, I wholeheartedly believe they're going to get the job done. Um, you know, I, I've always said that there's a reason guys are backups. You know, there's a reason there's a hierarchy in football. But that doesn't mean when the next guy comes in, he can't get the job done. Um, and sometimes cream rises to the top. So when you get your opportunity, and sometimes you've never been given an opportunity, sometimes you you take you seize the moment and and you know you play well. And I think that's what you're seeing. You see a whole bunch of guys that have confidence in what we do, and have physical talent, but they have a belief that they're going to get the job done. And I think it's because no one on our sidelines you know, sulks when it happens. They just all focus. Uh, the next guy up focuses. And I think that uh, leads itself to, to having guys that are able to step in and play at a high level. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what sport you're talking about or what player you're talking about. Everybody needs an opportunity to play, right? And a lot of times, most times, that comes with someone else getting hurt. And no qu- giving a guy an opportunity to step up. Yeah, no question. And, I mean, at the end of the day, too, our scouts did a great job providing us as coaches and our team with depth and the right kind of guys to be backups and and be next in line um you know so that's what i think you're also seeing is kind of what we talked about coming out of camp we had a deep team i felt like we had a deep team and i said it would show up during the season um and it it sure has early um yeah i'd like it to stop because i'd (laughs) like to see uh, those guys play that are you know supposed to be playing i suppose and um, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, no matter who goes down, our mentality on our football clubs, the next guy in will do the job. One of those guys uh, on Thursday night was Bryant Mitchell, who's been one of your most patient players over the last couple of years. Uh, I think the last or one of the last round of cuts in 2015. Uh, he made it through training camp, was on the practice roster all of last year, got a chance to play in the last game. Uh, stepped in yesterday or Thursday and, and did not look out of place whatsoever. Five catches, 75 yards, got his first touchdown, got the two-point convert uh, didn't look out of place one bit no I mean he's been a pro I mean he's been and when I say pro I mean that just means you 
you you understand what it takes to get the job done. I mean, there's attention to detail in our offense. He he accepts that. He works extremely hard. He's as hard a worker as anybody. You watch him after practice working with the extra quarterbacks, uh, trying to get catches in that he doesn't get in as a as a starter uh, when he was when he wasn't playing. Um, you know, takes the job seriously. I called him, you know, three or four times in the offseason to see how he and Brandon were doing. They're both working out in San Diego together, training. Um, you know, he came in camp in extremely good shape. He had unfortunate injury in camp, but uh, you know, he he understands our office extremely well and it allows, you know, him to be put in multiple situations and and, and compete. So um, he's a heck of a player, and like I said, I've said before, we're excited and, and thrilled to have him. It was really a receivers by committee in this game. I know Brandon Zilstra got his yards, but uh, we saw uh, Hazelton step up as well um, and probably got a chance to get the ball a little bit more and made some key big plays. He was telling us on the post game that he just kept going to Mike, just saying, trust me, trust me, give me the ball, give me the ball. And when push comes to shove, he got him the ball and he got the winning points. Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, the longer you're in our offense, the more you understand that, you know, I've said it before, the defense kind of somewhat dictates who gets the ball. You know, we as coaches try to put our guys who we feel are going to get the job done in the right situations. Um, you know, and Vidal's one of those focal guys. You know, he's going to always have a big role in what we do. Um, it's nice to see Mike, you know, get him the ball in crucial moments and give him the opportunities, but it's even better to see Vidal you know, make the most of those moments too. And, uh, you know, most likely that's going to continue. Yeah. Uh, do you ever, I, I know the offense, and we've talked a lot about the offense, the ball goes to the open guy. Do you ever get in a position where you say, we got to get Vidal a ball to get him into the game, or we got to get Brandon a ball or somebody else? Do you ever force the issue with one receiver just to, just maybe to get him going a bit? Um, I, I would, you know, there's each game plan that we put together, you have primary receivers on every route. So there's always a guy that the quarterback looks to first, and then it, and then the progression happens after that. So there's always a list. You know, you have it for every receiver what your primaries are. So if we notice that a guy has been slow starting, they haven't gotten him. A, we haven't gotten him a ball, or the defense is trying to take him away in certain areas. We'll look at the list and say, okay, what do we have for Vidal? What do we have for Brandon? What do we have for Corey? And see what's coming up on the the call sheet. Um, so, yes, it, it is talked about if a guy hasn't had a touch because ultimately you'd like to spread it around because then defense doesn't know what's happening and what's going on. They're trying to dictate to you a lot of times where the ball is going to go, but you can kind of, not to say force the issue, you can put the, a different guy in those those spots that the defense has given up if you can recognize it quick enough. Uh, you mentioned Corey Watson. He had another strong game, too. Uh, scored a touchdown. Dwayne Ford on the TV broadcast said he's uh, known as a, as a banger, not a dancer, but he was doing some dancing in the game. Uh, his touchdown was uh, was a thing of beauty. Just uh, just like uh, uh, the other touchdown uh, by Mitchell, he just, he just kept going. Right? Yeah, saw the open field and, and weren't going to be denied. Absolutely. If you watch BC play Hamilton the week before, they, they, all the receivers made unbelievable catches through the air. I mean, there was, you know, everyone talked about Burnham's one-handed catch. There was five other catches that Nick Moore made that were impressive. Um, our guys, most of it happened with their feet. When they caught the ball, they had a ton of yak in that game and made huge, crucial plays, touchdowns in that game. Three touchdowns were all yak. So, um, you know, and even on that, that catch by Corey, people probably didn't see was Vidal knocking out John Chick on that play too as he was trying to chase him from behind. So our receivers were great with the ball in their hands 
uh, always in the right place at the right time when we needed them to be. But their blocking was the best Carson and I and our offensive coaches I've seen in two years. They they took a really um, a great approach to that game of how they wanted to be as a as a receiving group, and it paid off for sure. All right, this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Seventeen seventeen now in the game in Toronto. There's Monday Night Football in the CFL this week. Thirteen minutes to go. The Argos and the Red Blacks are tied at seventeen. Ottawa's come back to tie it. Uh, we're going to take a break. Be back with more. We'll uh, look ahead to. Uh, the BC Lions on Friday night. We'll also talk a little bit about the Eskimos day today when we return on the Eskimos Coaches Show on 630 Chet. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price. Now, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chet. 7.30 start time for the Eskimos and the BC Lions on Friday night. Uh, we'll have our uh, countdown to kickoff show beginning at 6 o'clock on Friday to get you uh, ready for the football game. We're going to talk about that game coming up. One last thing uh, with the head coach, Jason Moss, before we move uh, off of the Hamilton game and, and look ahead. Uh, Mike Riley probably saw more pressure and took more hits in that game on Thursday night than he's seen all season. Give me your take on what you saw protection-wise. Um, well, we had a couple breakdowns uh, mentally in our uh, on our protections, um, physical breakdowns. Physical breakdowns are going to happen. Some mental breakdowns that uh, tend to to hurt <laughs> uh, more than anything. I mean, it, you play against athletes that are great athletes, so the physical stuff's going to happen here and there. But more than it seemed like everybody took their turn. It wasn't any one guy yeah. generally, so that's more of a combination of everyone. You know, you can play 60 plays great, you have one mess up, but if six or seven guys who are in charge of protecting mess up once, it tends to snowball on you. And I think that's kind of what happened to us, um, you know, at times in that game. But the, I think our quarterback's coach, Jordan McSemick, he summed it up best with Mike. And, you know, there are very few quarterbacks that could play as high level as he played with getting hit. Um, in particular, at the end of the game, just zero in like that after being hit. You know, he was hit, I think, eight times in that game and hit pretty well. Um, but, you know, he has that focus and that ability to just not let it bother him and not every quarterback can do that so um you know we'll shore things up though you know and like i said it wasn't it wasn't anything major it was just one here or one there and uh they were all one-offs but uh, a lot of them added up uh, Monday morning magic today. It's been a, a long-standing tradition. Um, you did it as a player. You've done it as a coach. Uh, just tell me about what that morning is like as you as you head to K days and and help some special needs kids on the yeah. I, I think it's a great a great opportunity for our players to get in the community um, with kids that uh, you know that are there enjoying it and loving it and then you get to see all their smiles on their faces their family enjoying a moment outside and you know getting to go on those rides and our players riding on the rides with them and uh talking to them and uh celebrating the day um you know it didn't matter what the weather was today there's 1500 people there this morning with us and all enjoying themselves and i think it's an important thing to do as a as a team that's a community-owned team and you know is a big part of the community and uh, it's nice to give back and and you know you know you can see you know the deal it is to the kids and the families and uh, you love it as a as a person it makes you feel good and 
uh, it gives you really good joy and we don't get to do that every, all the time so it, whenever we get the opportunity I think it's important that our organization steps up and does stuff like that and the big thing of note in that is that every player every coach and management the cheer team everybody was there which is which is just shows you how important it is for the Eskimos to be a part of it yeah I think that was special um, you know we set it up that way that it was it was a mandatory event it was you guys are all gonna go you're gonna enjoy your day enjoy your time there we still had to work it was a work day for yep. us but we took the time out to do it um, because we all felt as an organization it was what's right first off and again I, I think it's just a great thing great cause and um, I think we all enjoyed ourselves today, so it was good for everybody. BC Lions on Friday night, uh, huge game. I mean, uh, it's it's great to have those kind of games, to be involved in those kind of games. Uh, a quasi first place on the line. Uh, you guys are four and zero. They're four and one. Tell me about getting ready for the BC Lions this week. I mean, it's it's a huge game. I mean, I talked to the guys today about it. You know, if, if your preparation this week goes up at all, then you've been doing it wrong, and I don't think our guys have been doing it wrong. So, but the deal is, we've put ourselves in position where a game early in the season, our fifth game of the year means something um means a lot you're playing at home against a west west division opponent who's right on your heels who if you beat them you win the season series already which early in the season to do that is huge uh the young guys don't understand that quite yet but the older guys do and uh to win at home is enormous for us we got to keep that trend going um but what i love about it is You know, you always find, I've talked about it before, finding motivation, finding motivation, especially early in the seasons. Um, To be in a position where a 4-0 team is going against a 4-1 team, the only blemish on their record is against you. And having won, they've won four straight, we've won four straight. I just love it. I just love those kind of games. And when it means a little bit more, I guess, because of that, and you get to pump up the game and the juices start to flow a little bit more, and there's just more riding on it because the season series is on, on this game. Um, you know, you still have to take care of business after this, but for the moment, this moment couldn't be any bigger, and that's what's awesome. Awesome stuff. Uh, Jason, thanks for your time. As always, Tony, appreciate it. Thank you. That is the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Eskimos and Lions, 7.30 for the kickoff, 6 o'clock for the Countdown to Kickoff Show. My name's Morley Scott. Good night, everybody. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price. On Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad.